Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me today. You are tuned in to Rev Tashi's Talks live podcast show, and I'm your host, Reverend Tashi Campbell. It's a beautiful day, and wherever you are in the world, please know that a good God can do great things in your life. I'm particularly excited today about the topic, Will Obedience to God Rob Me of the Joys of This Life? You are in the right place at the right time. Thank you so much, so much for joining me today. You know, we live in a culture today that finds that God, the God of the Bible is irrelevant, non-existent, or false. As a matter of fact, the culture within which we live glorifies sensuality, immediate gratification, money, and power. For many Christians, obedience to God within the culture is very challenging, especially when we are aware of our weaknesses and our desires. (laughs) Some people see Christianity as a bunch of rules to follow to the extent that, on the one hand, there are those who say, I don't want Christianity or the God of Christianity. And then on the other hand, there are those who embrace Christianity, but not the rules. Will obedience to God rob us of the joys of this life? That's our topic today. Thank you so much for joining me. Will we miss out on the best of life if we follow Jesus? What are the joys of this life? What does it mean to be obedient to God? What are the implications of obedience to God? You know, the story is told of a woman, and this is a true story, by the way, and I'm going to call her Jane Doe. The story is told of a woman, and uh, she's unmarried, and apparently she was never satisfied with any of the suitors over the years. It got to a point where she decided to leave the church in search of a partner. Not a husband, no, just a partner because of her desire, her need to have a child from her womb. And this is, as I said, it's a true story. Sure enough, she got pregnant and she had her child and she returned to the church and returned to God thereafter. Talk about being presumptuous. Was God somehow holding out on on this woman, Jane Doe? Was God holding out on her that she felt compelled to engage in premarital sex to get the child that she so longed for? You know, this is something that we really have to think about and be confronted by because obedience to God in, in this day and age and in this culture is something that so many people frown upon. So the, I think 
I, and I want you to think about, you know, Jane Doe, but I want to approach this topic by looking, first of all, at what does it mean to obey God? What does it really mean to obey God? And uh, the first thing I want to say to us is that uh, obedience to God is more about relationship than it is about rules. Obedience to God is more about relationship than it is about rules. You know, I find that there are so many persons who think that, uh, you know, Christianity is just a bunch of rules. You do this, don't do this, or do that, don't do that, that kind of thing. But when you look in the scriptures, the, the, the premise on which we are asked to be obedient to God is through relationship. And I want to read for us John chapter 15, verse 7 through to 11. And it says, If you remain in me, this is Jesus speaking, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. So it is within this context, notice Jesus is saying, remain in me as I remain in you. It's a two-way process. It's a relationship. It's a love relationship that he's saying, hey, keep my commands. It's through a love relationship. So as we talk about what it means to obey God, obedience to God is more about relationship than it is about rules. And it follows then that true obedience to God is the outworking of a transformed heart. And that there is the difference, my friends. That's really the difference. Because some people think that they can just, you know, come and come into church and whatever it is that they do, and they come to follow the rules. And if we are following rules, but we are not transformed in the heart, that's when the rules become burdensome and impossible to follow. Because that's not where it's at in the rules. It's in the relationship. So obedience to God must be out of a heart that has been transformed. In other words, when our heart has been transformed by God, it's now about how can I please you? I want you to smile at me, God. You know, how can I, how can I live my life in such a way that you are proud of me, that you're proud to call me your child? You know, so it's about a transformed heart. True obedience is about a transformed heart. And we see this. Remember the scribes and the Pharisees? They were so good at rules. They were so good at making rules and keeping rules that they made some more just so that they could feel good about rule making and rule keeping. They were great with rules, but then they weren't transformed in the heart. And when Jesus confronted them, he called them hypocrites because it is about relationship. Thirdly, I want to 
point out to us that obedience to God means that we are living by the spirit and walking in love, in Jesus's love. Obedience to God is allowing our conduct, allowing our, our decisions, allowing our thought life to be inspired, instructed, and informed by the Holy Spirit and the word of God. And I have to put the word of God in there because the spirit of the living God will never instruct us in a way that contradicts what he has placed in his written word. So let me say that again. Obedience to God is allowing our conduct, our decisions, our thought life to be inspired, instructed, and informed by the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Awesome. So where does that leave us? Let me read for us Titus chapter 2, and I will read verse 11 through to 14. And this is what it says. For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our God, our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. You know what? Obedience to God guarantees that we are blessed. This is what Luke chapter 11 verse 28 says. Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So if we are obedient to God and his word, we are guaranteed to be blessed. And, you know, so that's one aspect of it, that we are blessed when we are obedient to God. But the other side to it is that our obedience to God is a blessing to others. And I want to bring in sharp focus Jonah from the scriptures. Just think about the instruction that Jonah was given and the fact that he was running away. He was disobedient at first before he decided to comply, to cooperate, to obey the instructions that the Lord had given him. Now, I wanted to think about what would have been the result of Jonah's disobedience if he had continued like that? And then I wanted to consider what was the result of his obedience. Now, of course, we know that the people down in Nineveh, they were coming under, they were ripe for God's judgment. And so before God does anything in the earth, he will reveal it to his prophets. And so he told Jonah, go and warn them because this is what is about to happen if they don't repent. So just think about if Jonah 
did not obey the Lord? What would have been the effects or the result of that? So in other words, when we are obedient to God, other people are blessed because of our obedience. And then I want to talk a little bit about the joys of this life. The joys of this life. Now, depending on who you're talking to, the joys of this life may vary. So, for example, there are some persons who will say that for them, in terms of the joys in this life, birds chirping, the sound of waves crashing against each other, or maybe just looking at flowers blooming, anything in nature, if you're a nature lover, you might find that to be a joy in life. And for some people, maybe it's, you know, just waking up in the morning to a bright smile and and seeing, you know, the, their children running around them and all of that. It could be the sound of children playing and laughing or watching your child grow up and do well. You know, the smiles of loved ones, you, you know, the joys in this life will be dependent on who you are talking with. However, I found it interesting. I did a search and uh, I read a few articles and I have not yet seen any author. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that I haven't seen it yet. I have not yet seen any author refer to money or power or fame as some of the joys in this life. And when we look in the media, it would really be questionable to think that these things could be joy in this life. And at least if it, if it is joy for some people, it's not lasting because we have so many people who are filthy rich and are suffering from depression and living on, you know, pills and, and other pharmaceutical products. So, you know, the, the money, power, fame, and all of that, I have not seen any author refer to these things as, you know, joys in life. And I think that the verdict is in money, power, fame, or even sex. None of these things is able to provide any lasting joy or satisfaction. And so the question that we started with was, will obedience to God rob us of the joys of this life? Will obedience to God rob us of the joys of this life? My friends, the conclusion is this that obedience to God is the best, if not the only way to experience joy that is lasting and fulfilling. Obedience to God is the best, if not the only way to experience joy in this life that is lasting and fulfilling. Wow, we are out of time. I trust that you have been blessed. Thank you so much for listening to Reverend Tash's Talks live show. And until next time, I'm your host, Tashi Campbell.